0: Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit lift off.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio. A little technical difficulty to start the program today. I'm David Gray, along with Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is off today, and we are glad that you are with us on SWAT Radio. If you're new to SWAT Radio or... Haven't listened for a while. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and we are uh, a, a radio program that uh, was born out of uh, SWAT Bible studies led by Doug McCary. And each week, we go through the text uh, that Doug has been teaching on in the in the Bible study. And Brad and I are here today. It's been a while. I think this is my first time back since uh, the Christmas break. So. Merry Christmas. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and New Year to everybody listening. And, Brad, it feels like we haven't been in here in a long time. Well, uh,
2: let's see. I'm not sure if my mic is working or not. There we go. go. There we go. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, he's hooking us up. But, uh, you know, I was just realized you were talking, David. The last time I was on with you, I was actually on the road and you and Brian Andrews were in here doing the program together, and I called in. That's right. And had a chat with you guys. So last time, well, I mean, it's been even longer than that since I've seen you. Yep. That was probably middle of December, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, at least no, you I, at 21st. least you
1: identified yourself as to who you really are, yeah. unlike our friend Doug, who <laughs> likes to
2: fake us out sometimes. He's got to keep us on our toes. But that's uh, right. Hey, just. Uh, Man, this is a highlight, though. I love doing this, and obviously, Doug knows I love Monday through Wednesday. Doug and I get in; we, you know, we work through the text together. A uh, lot of, a lot of back and forth. Uh, he and I, and uh, I know you taught yesterday. I believe for the text for next week that you, you and did. I, if you're around, you and I will work through as well. So, I do. May, Maybe uh maybe you can instruct me on that text. But it's a great text. By it, the is, way. it is. It is.
1: Uh Craig Henderson, who's been on with us before, sent a note, a text to Doug saying, Hey, we had a good meeting, David did a good job, and I just wrote I had good notes. You know, because we, we all use Doug's notes when we uh get the lesson ready. So well, it's it always you, a help. And I
2: think that, you know, Doug's point in giving you the notes is for the consistency among the men. Sure. Absolutely, but I know you put your own due diligence into the text yourself, and uh, I love that. I love that's what I love about doing what we do on Fridays here, is we're really kind of putting some meat on the bone. Right. You know, it's okay. How do we? How do we? Okay, this is what the text says. Um, What does it mean? mean, Yeah. What What is it? How does it impact me personally? Right. Right. How does it change the way I see God? How does it change? The way I live my life, because right. ultimately that's that's the, the the, I'd say the purpose of the Bible, is the unfolding of God's redemptive purposes, yep. His plan. Yep. We, but at the same time, it allows us to uh, to know who God is. Right. You know, apart from His Word, obviously in Romans it t- speaks about that. Yep. You know that His invisible attributes, His divine nature, has been clearly seen. However. We also have his word.
1: Yes. It's funny that you bring that up in my men's group at our church. We're just starting in on R.C. Sproul's Essential Truths of the Christian Faith. Mm. And the beginning, the first four sections are about revelation. Not revelation, the letter yeah. by John, but <clears throat> God's revelation, revelation to man. Yeah. And it's just what you said. It's it's general revelation that everyone has that is evident in creation and, and the fact that God has— the Bible says placed eternity on the hearts of men, and 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 every the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and but then there's special revelation which is his word, yeah, and yeah. and and even beyond that we need his regeneration to understand that word, yeah, absolutely, and, and believe it and, and appropriate it, and and to your point, um, being able to look at the the lessons I had a I had a guy at our church in that group say to me he's a former he's a retired senior pastor who still preaches at our church sometimes and I, I forget how we got on this but he said yeah sometimes i think we need it's been said we need a little less knowledge and a little more obedience but this idea that yeah we learn it and i'm i like the head knowledge i like the mm-hmm. academic part of it mm-hmm. i like the learning but i need more obedience to what it says and that's what i think we're trying to get at on a- fridays amen. is how do we do it
2: <clears throat> amen i was uh I- have the jacksonville business fellowship on friday mornings and it's always a great i love that group and uh, i'm over the last several months i've been paired up not paired up i've been grouped up with uh six other younger guys guys like my son's age and uh, we've had such a great time Quite honestly, I—I I mean, they may look at me the old guy, but I'm thankful that they let me sit in on that
1: group. None of them are falling asleep on <laughs> a windowsill while you're talking, they are, are not, they? Okay, yeah, and, and, we'll talk about yeah, that. But that's such a cr- well <laughs> yeah. and, and wasn't funny know, at the
2: time, I'm sure. Well, we talked about that <laughs> this week, but we were talking about that this morning—the importance of you know that Jesus said, "Come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men." It's, it's God, it's Jesus who's going to make us mm-hmm. fishers of men because we're going we're gonna to study his word. But you picture that, and of course we, we know it whether you've been watching The Chosen or you've, you understand that Jesus didn't just give them instructions. He said, come follow me. D- do what I do. Follow mm-hmm. me. Do what I'm saying. Do yep. what I'm at doing. And of course the, the apostles had that great privilege to go out. In pairs yeah and to be doing ministry yeah. healing and teaching and all that and yet what are we doing today I, I love Doug's question if you would if if everybody in Jacksonville or Meridian Mississippi or Virginia Beach practiced your form of evangelism and discipleship what would your city look like yeah yeah um, or what if we practiced what Jesus did mm-hmm the world would be a different place yeah, yeah. If, if we would get up and go do the work of the ministry.
1: Yep. And you know, we we were talking a little about the chosen before that we came on and uh just to touch on that for a minute, if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend going to check it out. It's a it's a TV show or <clears throat> it's on an app, but it's also streaming, on, streaming. yeah. Mm-hmm. You you and I are, like you said, old guys. We we don't know the right technological what terms. channel is it on <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um i've been watching it on youtube actually I have too. Um, which is nice because then i can watch it on my on my tv as opposed, as opposed to my phone um but uh the other day there was a scene um they did an unbelievable job i think it's episode five of season three the scene with the the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years and she touches the hem of jesus garment <clears throat> while he's on his way to heal Jairus' daughter, mm-hmm. and I thought they did a tremendous job of showing what it must have been like for Jesus with the crowds pressing in mm-hmm. on him and the and the the, the desperation of the crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, what I'm getting at, I guess, is in terms of following Jesus and the example that he gave to the disciples, there's a scene in episode six where the disciples are talking about that, and they're talking about security around Jesus like physical security right. like they've got to be careful that nobody gets too close to him and right. and and as if as if you know he couldn't take care of himself right and as <laughs> exactly. he said many times I don't you know he gave himself up nobody took him he he went of his own accord in mm-hmm. the end um, but anyway they're talking about security and they're talking about the woman who touched his garment and how did she get close to him like that and we've got to do a better job of protecting him and and I think it's Philip who finally says, "Well, wait a minute," and and then they talked about the power going out of Jesus and and but that he didn't authorize it. You know, she just touched him and all this stuff, <clears throat> like he didn't know, right? And right. Uh, and Philip says, "But wait a minute," he said her faith was beautiful, hmm. and and he called her daughter, and and I think I'm getting what I'm in a roundabout way. I'm getting at your point about following Jesus and doing what he did. absolutely. And that scene was a great example of that, that they're thinking from a human, natural man standpoint, how do we protect him physically? Do we have to use violence to protect mm-hmm. him and control the crowds? <laughs> and then Philip goes, well, wait a minute. Jesus didn't react like that. He doesn't act right. like he needs right. to be protected. What he was focused on was the woman's faith, and and he called her daughter. So maybe we need to act like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that I just that struck me as you said, you know, following him as opposed to just knowing about him,
2: yeah, yeah so. well, and I mean matthew twenty eight nineteen twenty eighteen nineteen twenty all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus says, now go make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them mm-hmm. to observe, so it's not just a there's not just a teaching element. There's an obedience element, yeah. and we tend to be, as as Doug has said many times, or I love that picture, that we're we're far more Greek than we are Hebrew. Mm. We are far more in our head. Give me the information. Right. Whereas the Hebrew model of discipleship was, hey, let's go do life together. Yeah. We're going to teach. We're going to we're going to examine the scriptures, but then we're going to actually apply these things. And right. we say it's information that leads to transformation mm. or application. Yeah.
1: And, and as and you put it, doing life together <laughs> doesn't mean that you don't still get the information. Yeah, right? exactly. That's important. Exactly. Yeah. And the Bible talks about that. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've got to, you always say it, we've yeah. got to get it. It's got to go in us and through us yeah, That's right. before yeah. it kind of comes out of us and impacts other people. We have to be impacted in order to impact other people. And, so that doesn't—doing it together, doing life together and, and, and doing what Jesus did doesn't mean, of course, that learning the, the Scriptures is, isn't vitally important. But
2: it's—but
1: that's not enough. It's, yeah. it's be doers of the Word, right? A- absolutely. James says, James so. says
2: that. Well. And I know we're going to take a break in a minute, but you brought something up, and I haven't seen uh, episode five yet. So oh, kind of sorry, I shouldn't have no, given no, you. A, a should have given you a spoiler. You're fine, alert. but it made me think about the fact that the disciples uh, are trying to protect Jesus to isolate him. Do we see any of that today with some of our pastoral uh, leadership? Sure. You know, this whole protection—maybe a topic we need to get on one of these days. I know that's a hot one for Doug. It so. sure is.
1: Well, we're going to take our first break of the day. As always, 15 minutes goes by like nothing. And we're going to be back after the break. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 with a comment or question. and We'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact
0: SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928.
1: parts and truck rental and leasing to the north florida and south georgia truck market more information on tom neal truck company is located at www.tomneal.com that's wwwt i push
2: i pull go back
0: and forth finding myself Pounding on a locked door, I try to make you out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without Welcome
1: back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here with you on Friday, January 20th, live from Jacksonville, Florida, And very happy that you are with us and happy to be back together uh, live in the studio. You know, I I love Christmas. I love the break. I think we need the downtime. Mm. But I also realize, and I said this at SWAT yesterday, I get sloppy in my routine (laughs) and and, and in my prayer life and in my reading of Scripture. And, you know, yesterday, and and this is a little teaser for next week, right? Yesterday, and going through the points of the second half of Acts 20 we keep coming back to how do we get to be like Paul was? How do we appropriate his devotion? How do we appropriate his declaration about Jesus? And it always comes back to time with God and prayer, time in the scriptures and prayer, right? And I get sloppy with that when I get out of my routine. And so I feel like it's the time of the year when I should be not that, not that just because it's Christmas we should be at the top of yeah. our but you know what I right. mean and no, yet totally and yet I just feel uh you know there's so much going on in life that it just feels like oh it's a chance to just and I but I I need the routine I'm always glad when it's over because I need to be back in the, the the regular routine that I have as well
2: amen so, I was uh anyway. I'm actually looking for something on my phone and I saw it um and I saw it twice I don't know if you do this you see something you really like? I just screenshot it, but yeah. I didn't screenshot it. Now, now I'm like regretting that Looking I did <laughs> But one of the things, the quote was something like, if you are a Christian, laziness is not of Christ. Mm. It is not of God. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you brought that out because I agree. The, the, the Christmas season is a great time of rest, oh, yeah. and I, I thoroughly – enjoy it but i wonder how many of us are busier during christmas than we are the rest of the year mm. but busy doing other things other than really celebrating what right. really is going yeah. on and uh, i mentioned this uh, over the last week week and a half since we came back on the air uh, after the christmas break i read a book during Christ- during actually first book i finished for the year and it's called uh, habits of the household and it, it's a great book if you are raising a family or you know for you, david you and i are granddads you know i'm I, this book was so powerful and it, i had noticed that my uh, daughter-in-law rachel was reading this when we were in austin for graham's heart surgery and i kind of whenever i see a book i haven't read before i usually hey david tell me about that book and anyway so rachel kind of shared with me about the book and it i was like man i'm gonna get that book and uh such a good book, and mm-hmm. it really talked about the rhythms of life, you know, and how easy it is. As I, I was actually speaking with these young men this morning, how easy it is to get off track, mm-hmm. and not like you're you've drifted into sin necessarily, but you've drifted away from spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, and uh, you know the importance of building the discipline. Of opening the Word of God, getting on your face before God, and we we all know those times where whether it's uh, maybe your your work, going to the gym because you need to lose weight, or you're going to the gym because you want to get in better shape, or maybe it's your golf game, whatever it is, there's going to be a period of time that it's going to require discipline, even though you may not like it, and then. You do it long enough and you begin to like it. Yeah. And you miss it. You you, you do. really
1: miss it um when you don't have it or when you when you get away from it. I, I just wanted to read this real quick. I have a good friend, SWAT guy, Ken Ken Forfar, who's a good friend oh, yeah. of ours and Ken on our on our men's group, we have a group me uh, group text and a lot of times he'll send a page from uh, his devotional for a particular morning. And I, I want to say this devotional that he reads from is from Paul David Tripp, who I love we've Paul. talked yeah. about in here. And I don't know if Doug's had him on. I can't remember. No, no. But but um, the theme of this is um, he says, tell me where you lost your fellowship with Christ, and I will tell you where you can find him. Did you lose Christ by forgetting the the prayer closet? then that is where you must seek and find him. Did you lose Christ through sinning? Then the only way to find him is to give up your sin and ask the Holy Spirit to discipline you. That's scary. Yeah, that is. Did you lose Christ by neglecting to read and study the Scriptures? Then you will again find him in the Scriptures. The old proverb is true. Look for a thing where you dropped it. Look for Christ where you lost him, for he has not gone away. There's more to that, but I'll stop Mm. there. I thought that was really powerful. That that spoke to me because <clears throat> I won't go as far as saying I lost Jesus because no, I right, but but right. the idea that it's easy for me to get out of that rhythm and those routines and I am and then he goes on to talk about the danger in doing that because if I'm not being shaped by the spirit and by Christ in those encounters and by the scriptures then I'm being shaped by my old man. And I'm being shaped by the world.
2: Yeah, I I say it often. Um, That's why I I always, I'm interested when I meet with younger men to disciple them. What are you watching? What are you reading? Mm. Uh, What are you listening to? And who are you hanging around? Because all of us, whether we want to agree with it or not, are being conformed. Mm -hmm. We are either being conformed by the world or we're being conformed by the word. Mm. And may may it be true of us who claim to follow Christ, that we follow him by being in his word. Yeah, And, uh, it is very easy to go, you know, it's, you know, it's early or it's, I've slept in or whatever, you know, it's just kind of these habits that are really easy to break Yeah, all these new year's resolutions we make. I'm not going to eat this, but boy, you, you, you start eating that and you go, Oh, it's just one day. Oh, you know, this won't hurt anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not a legalistic
1: thing. No, it's a survival thing in a lot of ways. I I don't mean it quite that way because it's I don't view my relationship with Jesus as survival, like it's. But it's but I'm I'm lost without it. I'm just you know it's it's I know what I'm like apart from it and what I'm Amen. capable of and
2: well, it, interesting that Jesus said man cannot live mm, on bread alone, right. But on every word that comes from the mouth of God, right? If that's true of you, or if it's not true of you, then maybe you don't value His Word. And I think when we understand that God, the the God of the universe, He created all things, has given us His Word. Mm. Uh, We talked about revelation, yeah, Yeah. special revelation in His Word. Yep. yeah. Even even the heavens, Psalm. 19 says declare the glory of god mm-hmm. so yep. i think uh, thankfully uh, we have that opportunity not only uh you know personally when we get up or when we go to bed or both uh, we have that opportunity here to tune into a radio broadcast you and i get to just banter back and forth i want to mention something that's coming up in jacksonville and of course all our friends around the country you're Welcome to come fly to Jacksonville. In fact, we had 84 degree weather yesterday, and today's only better. It's a little under 80, but it's gorgeous outside. In fact, I was wondering one of these days, David, we need to convince Doug we can actually do this broadcast from the golf course. But uh, (laughs) I want to mention, I do want to mention this event coming up. It's the National Men's Equipping Conference put on by Iron Sharpens Iron here in Jacksonville. And that's going to be on Saturday, February 25th, uh, from 8.30 in the morning till almost 5 o'clock that afternoon at Mandarin Presbyterian Church at 2501 Loretta Road. That's uh, Jacksonville, Florida, 32223. And I do want to just mention, uh, in fact, Brian Doyle, who was my guest last Friday, who's the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, has said, hey, mention this. Uh, there is an early group registration. Uh normally it's a forty-nine dollar uh, ticket price. If you uh if you go to Ironsharpensiron.net, you can purchase the tickets for thirty four dollars plus a three dollar and seventy cent fee. But uh and use the SWAT the the code, the discount code is SWAT twenty mm. three. SWAT twenty three. So Anyway, we just wanted to make you aware of that. I'm excited about it. I know you've been to... We've uh, been. It's a great conference, great speakers. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, uh, Brian Doyle, Jay Penton, Rex Tigner, uh, JT McGraw, Thomas McMillan, Brian Carter are going to be speaking that afternoon. There'll be several breakout sessions. In fact, I'm going to do a breakout session on becoming a man of the word Mm. and just kind of to pick up on what we're talking about here, just the importance of... that that, listen if you're a man you're likely going if you're not already raising a family uh you're a leader Mm -hmm. and uh we may have people you know out on the air right now who may not have a family but that doesn't mean they aren't going to teach and you know you and i doug would all agree that if we're going to raise a family we're going to disciple men man we need his word yeah because uh, I can't do it without it. remember
1: the lesson you know. from uh, – I was talking about this yesterday back from Acts 17, Doug's lesson on, on living boldly, speaking biblically, sharing inclusively, and suffering trustingly. But that idea of speaking biblically, we can't do it if we don't know it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so anyway. And, you know, you and I said before the break we just got a couple minutes before our bottom of the hour break. We'd be remiss, right? if we don't mention, given where we are, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Come on uh, now. You know, the city has not experienced this in a long time. (laughs) People who have listened to this program know that I'm from Boston, that I'm a Patriots fan, and the fact that the Patriots are not in the playoffs and the Jaguars are is absolutely a sign of the apocalypse. (laughs) I think we should be ready. That's, remember that Sports Illustrated used to, back when magazines, you actually picked up a physical magazine, oh, a yeah. newspaper, mm-hmm. and read it. Sports Illustrated always had a little column called Signs of the Apocalypse, and they would put crazy stats, you know, things that were happening under right. the facetious heading of Signs of the Apocalypse. So anyway, it's it's what a great win last week. That was really fun, and people, they were left for dead, and... I asked a friend of mine who was at the game, I said, did people leave at halftime? I mean, they're down 27-7. And he said, well, people not only didn't want to stay for the blowout, but not in that cold. I said, "Well, yeah. what was the temperature? He says 42 degrees." I said, "Come <laughs> yeah. on. Come on."
2: I know I was going to say I clearly I'm not a great fan. I love the Jags. I'm super excited about it. But nobody wants to watch a beatdown like what was going on there. Yeah. I'd already seen one the Monday before right. when my when my TCU Horned Oh man, took we didn't talk about that. Banquet. I know. But uh, I know. yeah, excited excited for the Well, Jaguars. and you got
1: to give Trevor Lawrence a lot of credit to come back from four interceptions in the first half. Talk about perseverance. Exactly. Good for him. And that was a great show in the second half. So we're going to take our bottom of the hour break here on SWAT Radio. We're going to come back and we're going to get into our text, Acts 21 through 12. Come back with us on SWAT Radio.
0: good news for the shame there is good news
2: for the world who walked away there is good news for the doubter the one religion failed.
1: welcome back to SWAT radio everyone glad you are with us as always david gray and brad sykes In the studio today, Doug McCary is off. Doug will be back, and along with Brad, I assume you'll be here Monday, right?
2: I will. I will be. They will be back
1: on Monday, and um, we have been. uh, Brad and Doug have been looking this week at Acts chapter twenty, verses one to twelve, and Brad and I are going to try to, in the remaining time, look at that passage in a little from a little different angle. The way we have been um, for a few. Months of Fridays now, where we're, we're trying to look at it and, and look at it through the lens of asking a few questions, like what jumps out at us from the text, and what can we learn about God and people from the text? Who do we identify with? And then, most importantly, how can we be changed and live differently uh, because of the text that, that we've read, because well, of God's Word?
2: Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, we started, it's been probably six months, you and I, doing this, and we we've been encouraging doug hey take friday off you know go because he does thursday guest thursday so he and i are on monday tuesday wednesday i don't come in usually on thursday Um, and then doug's been taking fridays which is great i think he needs to and it kind of opened up an opportunity for you and i to get in here and work through a text as if we're discipling one another. Sometimes it's you toward me, me toward you. It doesn't matter in this scenario. And, uh, you know, you realize, I we, we, uh, mentioned this maybe this week or last week, that not too long ago we did a survey among the guys who come to the SWAT Bible Studies, and we simply asked the question, how many of you have ever been discipled? And and what I mean by that is one man, like a Paul Timothy type relationship. I'm not talking about Sunday school. I'm not talking about you've been in church your whole life. I'm talking about one man pouring into you, and you know, just walking the text, understanding the text. How do we live this out faithfully? And uh, I, it was, it was, it didn't shock me because I'd already seen the statistics throughout the church. But it was probably one out of ten men had actually been discipled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, what we found is that a lot of guys just didn't know how to do that. It's not that we're we, kind of back to we're not lacking the knowledge. We're not lacking the information. Now, there's some guys who say, I just don't know that I know the word well enough. And that's okay. You listen It's a great to, way to learn it. It's a great way. Uh, the best, best way to learn the Word is of God is to it. teach it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not as much teaching as we are just working through right. the text. Right. Uh, I think about working out. I like to work out with somebody at the gym. It's just nice to have – it's the company. It's nice to have mm-hmm. somebody – hey, I can work through this text, and the Holy Spirit can teach me and convict me. But it's nice to have a, a brother across mm-hmm. the table from me who I can be honest with and say, man, I've been struggling in this area. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to pray for me. You're going to ask me how I'm doing in that area. So the whole idea behind doing this Friday afternoon uh, SWAT kind of series is to just, this is what it looks like. It's it's not complicated.
1: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, why don't we read the text? Yep, go for Uh, it. Yeah, we're (laughs) in uh, Acts 20, verses 1 to 12. So let me read that. After the uproar ceased, and by the way, that's the uproar in Ephesus from the previous uh, chapter where the Ephesians just yelled for two hours, great is Artemis of the Ephesians, and the disciples were worried for Paul and all of that. So that's what what it's talking about. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months, and when a plot was made against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. So Pater, the Berean, son of Pyrrhus, accompanied him, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy and the Asians. Tychicus and Trophimus, Those were the Asians, sorry, and the Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus. These went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to them at Troas where we stayed for seven days. On the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. And they took the youth away alive and were not a little comforted. May God bless the reading of his word.
2: lot in there. Man, there, there is a ton in there. And, and really the the main, there were three points that Doug taught through, uh, that he kind of brought to the surface. And I'm going to just mention those, but then we'll kind of work through, through what is, you know, what are the things that we see in this text? But, but, uh, we're talking about how God shows his love by calling us to encourage and guide younger disciples to pass on his truth to the next generation. And you see these seven seven men who Paul was really pouring into. The other thing is that God shows his love by calling us to engage and gather with disciples regularly for fellowship, instruction, and to remember our Lord and our purpose, in other words. Really, it's to be in community. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly is to examine and give attention to God's messengers and his word. And, you know, I think that um, we were, Doug and I were talking about this on Wednesday, this idea of examining and giving, give attention to God's messengers. We kind of highlighted the fact that I think we live in such a time where celebrity status, you know, how many clicks you have on social media or how many YouTube views and Subscriber, you know we every. It's even like when you look back over the presidential election, you know most people vote on popularity mm-hmm. as as opposed to content or character or policy. Yeah, and uh, you know unfortunately, if somebody's a good looking person and they communicate really well and they dress really really well, we tend to pay them a lot of attention. Right, and uh, it's 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 not a good thing no. because a lot of those things that get taught aren't accurate right right and and i think to doug's point was we got to we got to pay attention we got to examine and eutychus is a perfect example now he's a young boy uh, probably between eight and 14 years old i I know when i was eight and four eight to 14 i probably fell asleep a few times in church that's right i just didn't fall out of a window that's right uh, but you know we need to pay attention Yeah. And and we we should be able to boldly go and and examine the text. I think of you, you mentioned Acts seventeen. I was thinking about the Bereans mm-hmm. that you know they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were true. Yep, exactly. We, 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 sh- we are not to be spoon-fed Christians, mm-hmm. sit in a pew and just get you know like a like a little bird who gets fed by That's his right. mother. We're, right. we're to feed on it. We're yep. to nourish ourselves yep. in it. We know it. Because we've studied it. Yep. We've examined it. Yep. But, uh, and in anyway. terms of what you
1: said about paying attention to God's messengers, and this is a little little plug for next week, and you guys will get into it more next week, but this idea about paying attention, for example, to Paul as God's messenger. Paul wasn't effective because of his methods or his programs. He was effective because of who he was, right? He was faithful to preach the whole counsel of the gospel, if you will, the whole yep. counsel of yep. God. And we got into a discussion about that in SWAT yesterday, this idea that I'm not downing programs at churches or anything yeah, like that. Of but not. but the primary way that we can reach people is to preach faithfully and teach faithfully the Word of God and then let the Holy Spirit, through that, convict people and draw them in. I mean, right. <clears throat> and and, that, and that's that's what i mean and i thought that was really powerful about paying attention to god's messengers not not people who claim to be god's messengers but aren't because they're not teaching the truth but people who are genuinely preaching and teaching the truth and to your point they may not always be the most popular figures but the fact that paul the fact that jesus the fact that paul you go back to the prophets, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Those who spoke the truth were often hated. Oh, absolutely right, because the truth rubs people the wrong way. So, anyway. well,
2: I was thinking of Paul in uh, uh, First Corinthians um, chapter two, I believe, where he says, "And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech mm-hmm. or wisdom. Yeah. I mean." You know, we again we want lofty speech. We want all this wisdom show, and it makes me realize: is the Word of God not enough? Mm-hmm. Doug brought out the fact. You know, Jonathan Edwards, when he preached, monotone. he literally read yeah. his the text. Yeah. I mean, he read he wrote out his sermons and then read a monotone. Yeah. because I think he didn't want to draw right. attention to he the man, right. But to draw attention. To the word right. to to this God who he's teaching about. And people say that the, the,
1: the way the story goes, and I'm
2: sure it's true, is that when
1: he preached that famous sermon, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God, and read it that way, yeah, people repented like crazy and were filled with all kinds of different reactions and emotions to that. And he like you said, he just kind of read the read the sermon. Yeah. So, well, do anyway. we
2: do we actually believe that the word will not return void? Right. I believe when we proclaim the Word yes, of God, yes. it won't return void. Yeah, yep. So.
1: Well, obviously, Eutychus falling out the window to get to our questions <laughs> of what jumps out at us. That is something that really jumps out. But even before that, of course, the, the, the plot by the Jews to kill Paul jumps out at me, that this guy, this is, you know, we're coming to the end of his story here, his mm-hmm, ministry in mm-hmm. Acts, but... but he has gone through it all and now another plot to kill him and and it reminded me of things doug has talked about and others i've talked about but god protected him and god will protect us so that we can complete the mission that god has for all of us everybody who belongs to him he who began a good
2: work in us will bring it to
1: completion that's right that's right and paul just you know god lets him find out about it lets him make other plans and he avoids it and we'll maybe pick up on that
2: when we get back we're going
1: to take our last break of the day on swat radio glad you're with us call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question and we will be right back after the break
0: You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at Guardian Groupjax.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT radio on the truth. Them.
1: Welcome yeah. back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you're with us here in our last segment. We are coming to you live from Jacksonville, Florida, from the beautiful Salem Center here, uh, and we are in our last segment of the week. It's not know, as beautiful Radio. as the
2: golf course we could That's uh, true,
1: but but we don't want to have any bad language, you know, if we're on the golf course coming out on SWAT Radio. Not me, not, not that you. I would ever do that. No, no never. Yeah. I'm not like Spalding and Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my wife always says. The reason that she doesn't play, you might be listening, is that uh, she's too much like Spalding. You know when she plays and her reactions. So you'll get nothing and like it, Spalding. All right, (laughs) I digress. I digress. Here we go. I go from talking about the plot to kill Paul to Caddyshack.
2: Well, I think yeah, you kind of mentioned it as we went into the break. I mean, the kind of the three questions or four questions we ask. Well, the first one is. You know, what is it that catches your attention yeah. in this passage? And it's hard for this young young boy, yep. uh for that not to catch your attention that Eutychus is falls asleep and doesn't just fall asleep, he falls out of the window three stories up, they go down, he's dead.
1: And remember who's writing this? A doctor. A physician, yeah, Luke. Yeah, Luke. Yeah.
2: Luke knows he was dead. Now, he, you know, I don't know, you know, We're speculating clearly that it could have been the lamps that were burning. But it says in verse 7 no, yeah, verse 7, if I'm reading it correctly, that he prolonged his speech until midnight. Now, I don't know how many 14 year olds can stay up till midnight listening to the word of God. Yeah. Um, but well, it, if it wasn't such a – it's a tragic situation, which
1: turns out for God's glory and doesn't end absolutely. tragically. And so because it doesn't end tragically, there is a little bit of dark humor in it, right, in right. the sense that Paul's going on long, and the kid <laughs> the kid falls asleep like we all can relate to, you know? Well, but, that, but fortunately, that, it doesn't end that way.
2: That obviously kind of catches your attention yeah. in that text, but – you know, what what did we learn? I mean, maybe even to your point. What did we learn about God here? Yeah. What did we learn about man? <clears throat> and uh, you know.
1: Well, certainly from the standpoint of what we learn about God, and we were talking about this in the other segment, God validates his messengers. Yeah. And Jesus did part of the reason that Jesus did the miracles he did. Well, he did them cuz he's compassionate. Yeah. But he also did them <laughs> and God had them had him do them to validate who he was. I just saw that scene right. again in the in the uh, chosen where John the Baptist sends a couple of his disciples while he's in prison to ask, "Jesus, are you the one?" Are you the one? Yeah. And and they're standing there and they've just watched Jesus in the program, but in scripture too, Jesus is healing mm-hmm. the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing, the lame are walking, and that's prophesied about the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus says, "Tell Paul, tell Paul, tell John this is what's happening, you know. Yeah. To answer his question, are you the one? So God va- t- teaches us that God doesn't just say, you know, the Bible doesn't just say this happened or or that
2: happened. Or there's validation, yeah, yeah. and proof. <clears throat> well, and and, what Jesus said, uh, the, the things I did, you're going to do even more than I did. That's right. You know, from a man standpoint, from a healing standpoint, yeah. and you do see that. Not only, obviously, in the chosen, I'm glad they kind of brought that out. I love those images of the guys looking at each other after they healed somebody, like, what just happened? Yeah, it's tremendous. It
1: really puts, it really gives you a sense of how real it really was. Exactly.
2: I mean, listen, if you stepped out of this room, went to the parking lot outside, and somebody had been hit and you laid hands on them and they got up and walked, I mean, you'd be Mm. kind of out of your mind, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, But I think, you know, and that's certainly. Uh, is a highlight in this text, you know, is God validating Paul's ministry. That it wasn't just the proclamation of the word of God, but he'd given him through the power of his spirit to heal Eutychus, to bring him back to life. Right. And And imagine the range of emotions
1: that his parents must have gone through. (laughs) Unbelievable. Assuming they were there or at least friends or this kid dies, this young kid dies. Yeah. Yep. And all of a sudden, he's alive again. And and just like Scripture so often does, there's not a lot of explanation. It goes right from talking about that, right? In verse, uh, in verse 10, Paul bent over him and taking him in his arms. Do not be afraid, for his life is in him. So that means that's when he healed him or brought him back from the dead. And then in verse 11, it goes right back to what was going on. Paul yep. had <laughs> broke bread with them and continued his sermon. Well, I, I, I just gonna, find that so amazing.
2: I, in the beginning of 20 and in that section right there. Here's what it's here's what I see in this. What it, you know, what can we learn about God? Well, God validates but when God calls us to a mission, which he has called us to a mission, we are to stay faithful. And Paul begins by saying after the uproar ceased, so here Paul is coming out of this just chaotic situation where the you know they're they're you know they're in an uproar about Artemis and all the the money that they're going to lose because this guy Paul listen that doesn't slow Paul down he sends for the disciples i was thinking about how encouraging it was for the disciples that he calls yeah. it says and Paul sent for the disciples and after encouraging them he said farewell. Yeah. Paul is on mission. Yeah. And it's clear that sometimes we can be so missional minded that we don't that we may lack compassion. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet right in the middle of Paul's sermon, Eutychus falls out, he stops. Yep. He goes and he cares for Eutychus. Now, granted, the people around were probably just like, this is crazy. Yep. But then immediately he gets right back and into the rhythm again. Yes, yes. You know, this whole rhythm we were talking about.
1: And what an impact, you know, in, in, in terms of you know, we asked the question who do we identify with in the passage. The the disciples that were with him, I think, is who I identify mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. imagine the impact all of this had on them. And and the responsibility they felt to continue the, the faithful preaching and teaching of the gospel to continue Paul's message but also the reminder like you just said but we are to do it with compassion and grace and caring yeah. about people and and I've been guilty too often of just wanting to teach from an academic standpoint and not displaying the compassion and caring and that's that so I can identify with I need more of that in my life
2: well because we know that God hasn't just called us to teach that's right. You know, he's called us to love, to bear burdens, yeah. to, to be like Jesus, to like he be said. like yeah. Christ. And and you brought up the story from The Chosen where he heals the woman who's bleeding. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. The apostles, the disciples, they are, hey, we're on a mission here to get here to Jerusalem. And the crowd has gathered around, and Jesus, right in the middle Picks up on the fact that someone just touched his robe. Yes. yes. Okay, are we that way? And so I think for me, how do I live differently in light of this text? Man, there's a lot there. Uh, For me, it's about being alert, not just uh, being alert and on mission, Mm -hmm. that I'm to be alert, be aware, be sober-minded, focused on the mission, but not lose sight of the people that God has brought in that need a touch. Yes. A gentle, you know, a, a touch.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah, I had something similar, you know. In in, in in order for me to encourage others, to guide younger disciples or to guide any disciple, I need to be regularly discipled and encouraged by God. Yeah. And by my 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 friends who are believers, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And Because we talked about this at the beginning of the program. I can't be that way. I can't be compassionate. I can't be on mission, number one, without the Spirit and without Mm -hmm. being changed by God because I don't want to be on mission unless I'm changed by God. And number two, I have to, like you said, be mindful along the, the road of the mission of all the people that God is putting in my path and I can't be caring and encouraging unless I'm being, like you said, conformed yeah. to the image of Christ. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, here it is. It, I feel like in in nineteen, I, I kind of wonder if nineteen there's going to be some discouragement at, at times. You know, I feel like nineteen has an element of discouragement. Mm-hmm. You know the the whole uproar, the what's going on, and then you get to twenty at least in this first part. And what an encouragement that had to be for Paul to know, okay, I've got, I'm, I'm going to fulfill the mission that I've been called to. I'm going to make disciples. Yep. I'm going to teach them, and uh, I'm going to teach them to obey. And just the faithfulness, Paul's faithfulness. I think I'm coming away with, I can be very easily discouraged. Sure. And yet, Paul keeps his focus, yep. he stays the mission, stays the course, he's running the race. Like you said, his ministry's coming to an end. He's he's, he's heading for Jerusalem, mm-hmm. very similar to Jesus. Yes, And he's going to die. And uh, and yet he hasn't lost any speed. He is still focused, and he's doing so much so that after he raises Eutychus, he's back up there teaching again. It literally, it says, I mean, they eat and conversed, until daybreak
1: yeah but it means that he did all that within the hour or two of all this happening with uticus exactly it's incredible yeah and, and i i appreciate what you said there and I, I i think i just had the thought again about and we said it earlier being intentional yeah this stuff yeah. doesn't happen by accident we have to and i'm saying this to myself yeah. more yeah. than anybody else we have to be intentional about keeping to time with God, keeping to fellowship with each other. Don't give give up the habit of meeting together and all that. Amen. So, Amen. Anyway, hey, hour flies by, well, as always.
2: We're, absolutely we're, a highlight of my week, buddy.
1: I appreciate that. Mine, too. It's great to get back in here with you. And uh, thank you to, to all of our listeners. We're glad you're with us. Uh, Doug and Brad will be back on Monday to continue uh, in Acts Chapter 20. And uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Go Jaguars! And uh, we'll see you next week.
2: All right. Sounds good, David. Take care. Thanks, Jeremy.
0: If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual